Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1083, May 23rd, yep. 2023. Call it. 89 degrees on this day in 2012 and 28 degrees on this day in 1963. So I can guarantee you that on this day in 2012, the kids were swimming. They weren't going to wait any longer. No. It's 8, 90 degrees. What the heck? They went in and uh, uh, probably on a beach, their parents were wise enough to keep free of weeds and algae with the products from Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company, a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. They've been keeping these beaches perfect for more than 60 years with products that are easy to use and they work quickly. Register with the EPA and DNR. The products are safe. Call Aquaside. Tell them what you're facing. Tell them what you're looking at as you stand there on your shore. Uh, call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom. And of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. Are you ready with that pinky thing? Is that oh, you problem? want it right now? Sure. Just tell me when you're ready. Yeah, I Pinky Tuscadero. We were made aware of, uh, of Finky, Lee Finky, a legislator. Uh, celebrating the end of the session, and uh, I, I'm glad I was made aware of it. It's not something I probably would have seen. No, you definitely would uh, not. It, it's on Twitter, isn't it? Yeah, it's a TikTok video that was uploaded to her Twitter account. And he's skateboarding, uh, much like, uh, in fact, he probably got the idea from the guy who sang oh, yeah. the Fleetwood Mac song. Oh, the Ocean Spray Was guy. drinking yeah. cranberry juice, and uh, he is celebrating the end of the... Uh, Session, and uh, I, I thought I'd, I'd play it for you. This is the video of the roll. You can hear the skateboard wheels. 9.40 on the last day of session. Sounds One last rip around the Capitol on my skateboard. What a freaking... Amazing and bizarre experience it has been. <laughs> yeah. When you're down, many to go. What? When you're down, many to go. Well, one year down, many to go. Did you notice when he is skateboarding, you can hear the police sirens in the background? I did not notice. <laughs> I did not hear that. Good catch. Here, I'll uh, just replay the beginning part. Here, it's right about... It's faint. 940. I don't, I don't, I don't turn, turn that off. I'll turn that care. off. I don't care. Okay. I don't want to listen to that. You know what we are? You know what GLers are? Suckers. No. Oh. Duped. No. Screwed. We're outliers. Yes. Did you read... Uh, as long as that was sent to me, I, I viewed it, and then, uh, as Twitter is wont to do, uh, you can read comments about it, right? Yes. Yep. And uh, this guy is well thought of. 
based on these comments. Well, I'm looking at it, and I would say it's probably close to 50-50, maybe a little bit more positive than 50-50. I see... uh, I love this video so much. Rest well and take care of yourself. You are loved and admired. Amazing work. Have a great summer. Amazing. Thanks for your service. Amazing work? Looking awesome as always. Congratulations on the amazing work you've done. Truly grateful for all you have done. You're awesome. Thank you. Congrats on an incredible session. Thank you. Good work. Congrats to you. Uh, congrats to you and the team. Okay, uh, uh, you know, the people are speaking. This guy got elected, and he did what he said he would do, and he's being thanked for it, and he has uh, apparently countless admirers, and this is where we are now, and we're, we're left as, we're outliers. We're, we're being left behind. We're outside looking in? Yeah. This is a new way to look at life in Minnesota with a I'm... guy dressed up like a gal skateboarding around the Capitol. And, you mean Minnesota's Woman of the Year. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> uh, and, and he has uh, uh, much admiration coming his way for his work. And well, I said, you I, can't tell you that by 10 replies for crying out loud. Well, that's a nice sample size. I mean, um, I'm sure there are some smart Alex that... Men dressed up like women are, well, men dressed up like women. They are not women. Oh, he's clearly a guy. There's no doubt about it, but he dresses up like a gal and and has some... But us us being outliers, Joe, that's what they want, and that's what they're celebrating. And instead of us, you know, feeling down about it, we need to, you know, step up and... Put up a fight. Let's well, go. I, I Let's agree get our with people you. elected. I, I agree with I, you that we don't necessarily have to feel down about it, but it is, it is a stark realization. I think this session will go down in history as hurting them far more than it's helping them because now I believe that voters that may have crossed over in the past, you know, uh, I have liberal sensibilities, but I'm a fiscal conservative, those type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I think they're going to be moving to the right. To counteract this. Well, especially when they get their new tax bills, because you've got a new budget to pay for, and you've got to account for an amount of surplus money that was a one-time windfall that now has to be replicated out of whole cloth, and that that can only be done through tax increases. And the people that pay attention to these sessions and know how they work and and how they've worked traditionally are going to see this session and know that it's just complete BS. There was no discussion on anything. There was no give and take, no back and forth. It was all just them hammering their bills down our throats. Drunk with power. Yes, yes. Drunk with power. And and I think the people that um, go to the ballot box, for the most part, that... You know, they call themselves independents one year, conservative the next, liberal the next. I think those people are going to go full-on conservative next election. But well, I, could, I could sit in the backyard and have a beer with Finky, and I'll tell you why. He's not a liar. He does exactly what he says he's going to do. Okay, true. I couldn't sit in the backyard and have a beer with that phony Walls. He's a... He, he yeah, lies. Yeah. Plus, he'd stick you with the bill. Finky, Finky did what Finky said he was going to do. There's, um, there's no getting around it. Kenny, do you think that that will happen, or will a lot of people take the Roycey approach? I, I don't know if you heard his tirade a week or so ago, but he's now mad at what's happening and just said, well, I'm just not going to vote locally. 
Meaning? Well, even that would help. You think? Okay, yeah. Well, but, along those lines, we had an interesting... We're, we're outliers nationally, too. No, let's put it this way. We're outliers the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings yes. anywhere in the country. Yes. We're outliers. Uh, we went through this uh, this rhubarb that the Dodgers were having with a uh, drag queen. Uh, they wish to honor some uh, drag queen performers called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Mm-hmm. You'll recall that. And then they they rescinded the invitation to the sisters, mm-hmm. a professional or, or of constant indulgence or whatever the hell they are. And uh, we now learn, we now learn that they're back in the fold. Now, yesterday we learned that they were invited to Anaheim. They're now also invited to Dodger Stadium. Mm. So they're they're having a winning streak. The Sisters of Perpetual, they're two and zero. Oh. Ah, they're going to Anaheim. They got good going, starting pitching. They're going to Dodger. They're going to Dodger Stadium. Uh, and they, uh, oh, it's right here. Dodgers have apologized, and they've reinvited the uh, sisters to uh, the team's tenth annual Pride Night. Yes. So the uh, the nuns get to come back, and uh, let's see. Uh, well, we can so play Pride for you. Pride Night's been going on for a decade. Oh yeah. Okay. This is KTLA five television. In Los Angeles, and they sent one of their good-looking young reporters out to talk to the sisters. Rachel Metinoff. Of Perpetual Indulgence to, to see uh, if uh, how they were accepting their, their new invitation back to Dodger Stadium. Asking the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to come onto the field and accept the Community Service Award. After they were disinvited last week, the sisters told me tonight they are happy to accept and they feel as though the response from the Dodgers is a sincere one. The Dodgers reversing course after backlash from fans, elected officials, and members of the LGBTQ plus community. The team has officially reinvited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to its June 6th Pride Night. I think that we made um, a moment in LGBT history here in Los Angeles today. Sister Beyonce Nose was at the meeting with Dodger execs. The sisters expressed to the team that a simple apology and reinvitation would not be enough. They expect the team to continue its support year-round. Anytime that we've made any strides in our community, it's been because we have actively banded together and fought back against something. And that's what we did today. And the results are fantastically in our favor. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is a national nonprofit organization and is known for its activist work and drag depictions of Catholic nuns. Catholic organizations, including the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, said they felt as though the group could be perceived as mocking the Catholic faith and Catholic nuns. As a result, the sisters were disinvited from the Dodgers' Pride Night. The Dodgers have since released this statement. The Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the sisters, members of the LGBTQ plus community, their friends and families. Several Dodger fans with whom we spoke are pleased by the team's change of heart. Um, I think that's great. I'm a fan of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. I have never seen them in person, but I've heard of their reputation.
especially what's going on in Florida as well, that's even more controversy. So if we could do our part to be better allies here, then I think that will show other states that we should be allies for everybody as well. Sister Unity says the best way to learn about their organization is to ask. Let's have a conversation and, and you can find out what we do. And then you are feel free to make your assessment and to make your pronouncements. That it? The Los Angeles oh. LGBT Center also released a statement saying it is happy with the decision to include the sisters and it will once again be participating in Pride Night. The Anaheim mayor also invited the sisters to the Angels June 7th Pride Night. They tell me they will likely be accepting this invitation as well. We're live outside Dodger Stadium. I'm Rachel Menatoff. Share Micah, back to you in the studio. All right, Rachel. Those two fruitcakes were wearing habits. Okay. And they were called sisters. Time out. Time out. What is being lost here? Nothing. I am seriously offended that they're mocking nuns who are very uh, religious, you're, devout. You're, you're, you're behind the times. How come? But why doesn't anybody? Why uh, how come that doesn't? Why? Why what? Why is he behind the time? Why? Because wh nobody's going to defend Catholic nuns. Why doesn't that opinion matter? What? message are the Dodgers sending to people of faith? Of I hope all they faiths. lose 162 games. You're not answering the question. What it, message? It's, uh, they're, they're abandoning any sensibilities towards a civility, towards religion, and they're replacing it with their fear of their bottom line. But that doesn't happen with the Muslims. Uh, we, we have to we have to walk on eggshells for their religious beliefs. Well, believe me, if the uh, if well, you got a good point. Oh, in other he's words, raising an excellent. In point. other words, if this was a couple of guys standing there dressed in a hijab or as Allah, yeah, you'd you'd uh, there'd be hell to pay. Maybe those guys are just not they're smart enough not to do that, and the nuns are easy pickings. But that, that's that's what I'm saying. Why, why do we just have to cave in? Uh, where nuns are not well, only we, Catholic nuns. We don't, which is why we're the outliers. And why we're bringing it up and pointing out the folly of this. We don't cave in. A lot of good we can do. These two idiots stood there with habits on. I That's mean, what I'm saying. They didn't earn that. No, they did not earn that habit. No, they're wearing it to mock in order to mock. It's a mockery. And I know it doesn't do anything, but I, but I am offended by that. I think they shouldn't be and, doing and that. You have every right in the world to be offended by it's that. It's not going to do anything. And as far as I can tell, the Dodgers are just taking a giant dump on all religion. And sadly, the only thing that will affect decision-making from the likes of those with the Dodgers or whoever that make these kinds of calls is the bottom line. If all of a sudden... One of your main sponsors says, uh, we want no part of this. That's the only thing that will get a reaction right. from uh, them. Budweiser, well, Budweiser. Well, whatever. You know what it's, get, what it's getting to be? Uh, let's say you want to take your couple of 10-year-olds to the ball game. you got to check the schedule. You want to take them on a non-pride night. Right. If the drag queens are going to perform. That's something you would have to pay attention I, the, to. The, the homage paid to a statistically insignificant portion of the population is just mind-boggling. Mm -hmm. Well, let's stay with it. Okay. Let's stay with it right here and go to San Francisco, just up the coast. What's going on there? Well, how how well, could it be any worse well, there? Well, the taxpayers, the taxpayers in San Francisco are going to pay $55,000 to DRC Drollinger who is going to be the first drag laureate 
of San Francisco, wow. the drag poet laureate of San Francisco. I didn't know that we had drag laureates. Uh, this person uh, uh, will serve as spokesperson for the city's LGBTQ plus one two three four five QPMTV. Add it uh, to the list. Whatever as well as produce and participate in, inv- in events reflecting the history and diversity in the area. Among the responsibilities, because this is a big deal. Yeah, well, you're not, this is Probably the, get a role. This is the guy or the thing. Whatever. Whatever. The new drag laureate will be required to associate in an official capacity with various organizations producing drag programming and events focused on celebrating and supporting the LGB thing. Uh, I'm honored and excited to have been chosen, and I'm proud to live in a city uh, that supports drag, said DRC Drollinger. Uh, At an event held by the city council, the new drag laureate stressed that this role will build bridges and, and create the celebration of the art of drag. Okay, uh... The San Francisco Drag Laureate. Keep in mind now that San Francisco is falling apart. Right. right. The San Francisco Drag Laureate Program is a joint initiative of the Office of the Mayor, the San Francisco Public Library, and the Human Rights Commission. Now, DRC is a big timer because he, he beat out 15 applicants. <laughs> wow, the word was out, huh? Mm-hmm. This is a good gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm proud oh, yeah, yeah. to be considered... For the position of drag laureate, interested individuals had to meet certain criteria. Mm-hmm. Well, probably I bet. chief among them sure. being, being a drag artist. Right, right? and right. All, the, right. all the perks. The San Francisco Public Library, which has no money, that's your money, the San Francisco Public Library will provide DRC with a grant of $55,000 over the course of 18 months, which... which presumes that he can also uh, make his regular living doing whatever he does as a drag guy. So this guy's going to have a nice 18 months. He's okay, got so 55 grand 55 a year grand money. 55 grand divided by 18 months. Yeah. That is uh, about 3055 3, a month. Whatever. And then he's got, you know, maybe he's got so maybe he's an old drag guy. Maybe he doesn't look that old. Old though. school maybe. And and he's uh, he's going to make a lot Summer of into that, you know. So again, uh, you know, can you imagine doing gar- the show gar- we're, we're struggling here. In the Twin Cities mm-hmm. to do garage logic. Can you imagine what it would be like in California, in, Cal- in in San Francisco? We wouldn't. Who would we be even appealing to? The numbers are in. You had five, but your numbers were. The, you had five. The listeners. people 5, that moved to, no, five. The people that moved to Montana and Wyoming and Texas. That's right. who we'd be appealing right. to. So, uh, I am glad I have a new garage door. Outfit. You got a guy. Well, it's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, and uh, based on my meeting with them, I'm uh, thrilled to have them. They don't charge extra on weekends. They're available 24-7. Right now, and you're running out of time, GLers, you who identify as GLers, not drag queens. I do, uh, GLer. I don't. I wonder if there's a GL drag queen. I sure. doubt it. Sure. Well, maybe there is. Uh, remember we had... Pauline, yeah, that sold that's TVs. Right. That's right. Right now, through the month of May, GLers can get a twenty-five point safety inspection from Precision Garage. 
uh, free. They're not trying to sell you anything. It's the real deal. They'll check your opener, your springs, the rollers, the door. If they spot a problem, you'll fix it before you wind up trapped because garage doors can break in odd ways and they can break frequently or infrequently. They want to come to your place, fix it right the first time. They're busy. They're not going to linger. They don't want to. They don't want to have you keep calling. One and done, baby. They're going to fix it correctly. Wait, they come to me? Yeah, you don't have to bring the garage door to them. It's precision garage door. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin. Take it from me. You need a garage door guy. It's that simple. You need a garage door guy. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help now at PrecisionDoorMN.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. Look, I'm going to tell you here, it's just fun saying Sig Sauer. Say it with me, Sig Sauer. Sig Sauer. Sig Sauer. Sig Sauer. It's fun. Sig Sauer. We've got a big event coming up from uh, DK Mags in June. DK Mags providing a Sig Sauer try before you buy event at Metro Gun Club. It's June 3rd, runs 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And along with this one-day-only event, DK Mags will also be offering 10% off on Sig Sauer firearms and accessories, 15% off Sig ammo, and Saturday will be the last day to qualify for the $60 Sig Sauer web store promotion. And if that's not enough, DK Mags will be giving away a Metro Gun Club pistol membership. Just sign up when you try a Sig Sauer on June 3rd. And when you visit DK Mags, be sure to sign up for a chance to win a second membership. Remember, all of the same pricing, everything's available at their second location, Monticello Pond and Gun. DK Mags, they're on Old 8, New Brighton, and on the web at dkmags.com. Six hour, six hour. Six I have an hour. announcement to make regarding the knack scale of the staff. Oh, no. Uh, what is it? I think probably Kenny's number one. Yes. Just because he, you know. I think you can remove the word probably. Well, I mean, look at it. He doesn't wear a shirt with sleeves, for God's sake. Right. I I painted a snowmobile chassis yesterday. It came out perfect. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to give myself number two. Okay. Uh, Rookie, you have jumped two spots. You're number three. Okay. Tell me why. What? uh, Reverse. I reworked the carburetor. You're number four. Okay. Height is dead last. Okay, in Reaver's toolbox is the um, yellow pages and the cell phone with the credit card. Uh, Height can't work today because their washing machine leaked water. I've never missed a day of work because of something leaking. But in any event, 
uh, height height uh, is is last in the next game. He said in a text message to the staff that. Uh, he basically was in the middle of a flood, and is that good for guitars? And I replied with, yes, you can use them as paddles. Use them as paddles. Uh, so the knack, the, it's a revised knack scale hmm. for the Garage Logic staff. It's Kenny, Joe, Rookie, Chris, and John. I, I, I feel offended. Somehow. Well, you should, I but mean, you've really. got no hope. So you and uh, <laughs> I joked a ground you once. and Height uh, will have to really figure out something. Hmm. To again push Rook to the bottom, but it, you, you have a struggle ahead of you. This is, That's kind of when, like, I'm like he wants that to happen. No, I don't. You, no, I don't. Okay, okay, okay. When you're at the races and one, two, and three are kind of boring because they're spread out, you're watching the guys fighting for last. Right. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> right. Watching the guys fighting for last. Okay, uh, thank you, Joe. Kelsey finds this. I think we're gloss. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, 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 I'm going to let this go to my head. How? How did what's you? The last, what's the last thing you fixed, Chris? Uh, this weekend. What, what did you fix? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not buying it already. Fake, no, fake I don't, news. I don't, okay, you're, fake, I'll, fake. I'll just, I'll we just, win, don't we, Reavers? No, <laughs> he, but, but he changed I'll, out the carburetor on a uh, you track do? three. What'd you do? I don't want to tell you. Okay, then you're, you've earned your second I to last place. A toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I was uh, kindly enough called by a Minneapolis police officer. Oh, yeah, I was out for this. Who listened? Who listens to the show? And uh, he heard me wondering how they got that poor fellow out from under a light rail train. Yeah, I'm really. And he told me that the uh, Minneapolis Fire Department did a hell of a job, a great job. That the fellow came out intact. Oh wow! That uh, the fire department, uh, using a sawzall and whatever, they, you know, chipped away and nicked away and sawed away until they finally had enough room to uh, to the platform or to the train. Get him out, train. Out, get him out from under the train and bring him back to up to the platform. Wow, that had to be grisly. And uh, they did it, and they they're to be congratulated for their sensitivity. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's uh, a big heart salute for those guys. Right. And, wow. uh, I couldn't have done that. You can imagine that was a pretty difficult scene. Could not have done that. For the coppers and the firefighters. Uh, but it was done. It took a long time. They literally did it inch by inch. And mm. uh, the, the fellow came out, of, thank God for his family, as uh, uh, no other way to put it except uh, he was intact. Well, that that makes me feel a lot better because mm-hmm. I thought well, I couldn't see. I thought it was going to be really ugly. Anything else that the officer shared with you? Well, yeah, he did. Uh, he uh, as he drove home that night, uh, he wondered if that incident uh, would open the public's eyes mm-hmm. to what he calls the horrors of the LRT system. And then he said, to my dismay, later that night, I heard on the news that the new state transportation bill includes $50 million for the expansion of the Blue Line from North Minneapolis to the northern suburbs. And he concludes his note by saying, God help us. Yep. Uh, There is no evidence that that Blue Line is even wanted. The expansion of the blue line is wanted. It's wanted by the people who make some money making rail cars. 
Mm-hmm. And that's about it. It it has no. Uh, there is no evidence for the uh, further development of the blue line. I would submit the following. I've often said, uh, cut your losses on the Southwest line. You, you've screwed it up beyond hope. Uh, they won't cut their losses. You can. You still have time to cut your losses on the expansion of the blue line. It does not need to be done. There is no clamoring for it. Uh, there is no evidence that expanded public transportation is somehow going to suddenly improve public safety. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence for any of this. Uh, There's data I was reading this morning. Yeah, I was just, just going to say that, Kenny. There's data I was reading this morning where basically we have the most unsafe yeah. transit system in the entire in country. The, in the country, yeah. Yep. Uh when you when you see uh, Finky skateboarding through the Capitol, and when you see uh, San Francisco uh, honoring uh, or paying with public money a drag laureate, when you when you hear that the Dodgers have uh, completely caved in and have uh, got down on their hands and knees to beg the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to please come back, we're sorry. We're sorry we thought you were mocking Catholic nuns. We didn't. We, we, we apologize. Please come back. You're terribly important to us. When you see all of this, when you see 50 million bucks just being frittered away for a blue line expansion that it's not needed or wanted, uh, the only thing I'm left with is a uh, the, the desperate... The desperate wish for adulthood yeah. in, in, in leadership. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so terribly absent. Uh, adults, for example, would not have behaved the way the trifecta behaved during this legislative session. There would have been some responsibility. Right. Some financial, there has been no financial responsibility. There's been no saving any money. There's been no looking ahead. There's been no cataloging what could go wrong in the future. There was, there was no planning whatsoever. It was, a, it was a greedy spending fest. And that can only be undertaken by people who were behaving as juveniles would behave. They, they were not behaving with any responsibility whatsoever. Their parents were away for the summer. They have their followers, and many followers are pleased with, the, what, with what they have done, and they wish for uh, a transformation of the state. I, uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what they intend to transform it into. I guess we're getting... Well, yeah, I think we're there already. I guess we're getting a look at what they yeah. intend to transform it into. Yeah. But they, they have left behind in their, in their absence of planning any earthly idea how this is going to be paid for in the future without bankrupting the state, without taking the state right down to ground level and, and harming the very people who, who might be celebrating this Oh, you're going to get stuck for the tab, yeah. folks. You mean like State Representative Maria Iza? Yeah, she's from St. Paul. She's an artist. She's a musician. Uh, she had a little recap at the end of the session. All right. Uh, this took place, I believe, last night at 11.33 p.m. We are the champions. We are the champions. 
Well, she's not keep, a very keep, good keep singer. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Hey, it's 2023. The year of 23, we flew through the air like Michael Jordan and slam dunked in the house of the Senate to the gov. Let's go. Bra, bra, bra. St. Paul. Yes, you did. But how are you going to pay for it? What a jackass. How are you going to pay for it? Doesn't matter. These people are utterly clueless. When they're finally cornered and do have to pay for it, they're just going to scatter like uh, roaches when you turn the light on. Now, that would be a good question for Finky. You you cheered along every one of these spending bills, Finky. How are you going to pay for it? The only answer is increased taxation. Yeah, well. That's the, that's only, the only answer. It's the only yeah. revenue. No, yeah. they knew that going in, even with the big surplus they were sitting on. They knew that going in. I mean, they're ridiculous. They went from promising every single taxpayer in Minnesota, what, like two grand each? And now it's, what is it, two bucks? Just keep your money. Keep you, our money. And you've got so many smug people in Minnesota who write letters to the editor and say it's about time we had this transformational change. The only conclusion I can reach is that they just don't, they, they don't have any money. They don't make any money right. and pay such minimal taxes that they don't care. People who behave like that in the real world end up declaring bankruptcy and losing everything. You mean such as Senator Judy Seberger out of Hastings? Mm -hmm. This is what she said, Joe, Kenny, and Rookie, back in October while she was running for election. Um, I take issue with the implication that I somehow support a gas tax. Nothing could be further from the truth. Um, I don't support anything, uh, any increase in a gas tax, and I want to go on record as saying that I don't in, uh, support that at all. Uh, we don't know that. Do we know if she voted for the oh, transportation she, she, she bill? Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. Because that includes a gas tax. It sure does, Joe. Mm -hmm. but, but, but that's weird. So she... Ran on a campaign promising one. How many? How many of them have we busted in lies yeah. like that? How and many? then flipped what? Not even six months later. That's I mean, so the governor, weird. the governor alone, yeah. we've busted in multiple lies. He is a lying snake. The rubber meets the road with Omar Fateh being carried out of the chambers on the shoulders mm -hmm. of his supporters. He passed or. He got the, the Lodge to pass the Uber Lyft bill. Are you aware of this? He authored the bill, yeah, correct? Yeah, are you aware yeah. of this kerfuffle? Yeah, are you aware of how he left the chambers? On the show, on a, riding on the shoulders yes. of his supporters. Right, of all the Lyft drivers. Well, uh, it, it passed 35-32 in the Senate. Uh, now, this is one where, and, and here it is in a nutshell... Uh, the bill would call for Uber to pay drivers a buck thirty-four an hour uh, per mile, and thirty-four cents per minute. Why are they messing or with the private point, industry? It, uh, here I am going to be dumb with my math. Is point is zero point three four thirty-four cents? Mm -hmm. Okay, thirty-four cents per minute, and a and a and a dollar thirty-four a mile. Uber and Lyft had offered their drivers a dollar seventeen, so that's seventeen cents less per mile, but the same thirty-four cents per minute. And what the likes of these adult children don't understand is that Uber and Lyft have an office full of people who crunch numbers. That's all they do. They they get on the computer and they figure out how how can we do this and make money. Right. Okay. So. 
and it's a world that I'm not familiar with, but the financial people behind Uber and Lyft somehow determined that we can afford a buck seventeen per mile mm-hmm. for the drivers. Right. We can't afford seventeen cents more than that for the drivers. That didn't stop the likes of Omer Fateh, who comes along and they get this bill passed. And what Uber and Lyft are saying, look, if this if this puts us out of business in your state, we're leaving. Well, there goes a lot of help uh, in riding for disabled people, for people down at my, uh, I know a guy who was a Lyft driver and invariably, uh, or Uber driver, I'm sorry, he's an Uber driver. And invariably, his, his customers that he picked up were essentially down and out. They didn't have a car. They didn't have right. a means to get to public. They needed a lift. Right. And this is what they used. Okay, so now let's say they leave the state. Well, what is what have you accomplished, Omar Fateh, with your hero's welcome riding on the shoulders of the drivers who might be too stupid to realize they just voted themselves out of a job? Well, <laughs> and if they do go, that means you're going to go back to taxis, and taxis are more expensive than Lyft and um, Now, Uber. Walls... Just call Shakeab. Walls very well might not sign this. Of all the stuff that he you put in it, front of him, he signed without without trepidation. This he is uh, suggesting. I'm still thinking about this. Because, now I would love to say Walls is still thinking about it because he's altruistic and he cares about the uh, disabled yep, no, and the down is. and out. No, there's got to be some political reason that he might not sign this. I just don't know what that reason is. Well, it'll be a Mayo Clinic situation again, where he realizes, oh, we're going to lose. Not only are we going to lose those jobs, right. all of those independent contractors that work for both Uber and Lyft. They end up having to foot the bill for their own tax purposes every every calendar year. He's going to see that and say, "Oh, we can't do this." Walls, I uh, I really think I hope you go down poorly in history. I really do. Uh, your your behavior has been astonishing to me. Uh, you've you offered you did not offer one iota of adulthood to this. No leadership. You did not offer one iota of of leadership to say, wait a minute. Stand back. Take wait a, look. a minute. Something this right. all has to be paid for. Yep. Uh, none of that. And then when it comes to the Uber Lyft bill, Fateh said, it feels awesome. It was a long, hard year making this bill possible because of these drivers. They showed up every single day. Well, there's a key right there. They weren't working. They showed up at the Capitol. Well, that's the beauty of that kind of work, though, is you basically pick your own schedule. They showed up to the committees. They made this a reality. Now the bill's going to the governor's desk, so I'm proud, said Omar Fateh, DFL Minneapolis. I'm just beyond happy. My heart is filled, said Nimco Ahmed, president of the Somali American Coalition. Okay, I'm glad your heart is filled. I I hope you end up with a job. You know, the other part of this, though, that I don't think people are taking into into account is Uber and Lyft provide a, a tremendous service because I saw a quote somewhere, and I wish I could find it, basically saying, well, if these 
go away, they're keeping a lot of people off the road that shouldn't be. True. Uber said the legislation could leave drivers without work. In a statement, Uber said, for months we have begged legislators to work with us on a compromise that raises rates for drivers without hurting riders. And for months our pleas were ignored. Unfortunately, what we're left with is a bill rushed through in the final hours that will leave hundreds of low-income and disabled riders stranded and thousands of drivers without work. Yeah. Because here's what would happen. Lyft, Lyft claims the bill would destroy rideshare for the majority of Minnesotans. It would more than double the fares. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. And as I said, Walls is not yet committed Signing this, it'll be put in front of him, and he has signed everything. But the word compromise here, here is a private company, Uber and Lyft, saying to these legislators, Look, can you work with us? Here's what we're telling you will happen we, uh, we're not only governed by adult children, you're governed by adult children who either don't understand or reject the concept of profit, right. That's evil in their eyes. They reject the concept of, which is the mystery. They're bringing about a country that is not the United States that we once knew. They're bringing that about. Mm-hmm. And, and what's lost in the, in the uh, wake of that is things like businesses are in business to make profits. Why would Uber and Lyft hang around and not make any money? They, they won't. They simply won't do it. That's a sad note, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's, isn't that how it is in all the other states? What do you mean? I mean, they're, they're none of nobody else is getting um, minimum wage, basically, or right. minimum pay rates, right? Right. right. Uh, I personally know the owner of Mueller Memorial, Scott Mueller. I've known the family for years. Uh, three generations of Mueller's have been serving families for more than seventy-five years. Uh, preparing and uh, getting you through the difficult details of a funeral or cremation. They create events to honor your loved one. They bring families together to celebrate those lives that were well-lived. It's uh, certainly not an enjoyable thing to think about or deal with, but once you learn more about what's involved, it doesn't have to be that frightening. It doesn't have to be that overwhelming. Hell nah. And they'll guide you through that. They've done it for more than 75 years. Scott Mueller has a book called What to Know Before You Go. If copies, copies are free, if they're still available at MuellerMemorial.com slash GL. The book answers all the questions you might have about planning funeral or cremation services. Even if you don't think you need it now, you're going to need it someday. Uh, I've known these people a long time, and I... I've trusted them for a long time, and you will too. It's MuellerMemorial.com. 1-0-Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. I need a binder. Anybody got a binder? <laughs> Does that mean rubber band? Yes. Uh, one day he was doing that in, in Maplewood. <laughs> he was looking for a rubber band and he was walking around. Hey, I need a binder. Anybody got a binder around here? I said, what's a binder? You know, those stretchy things that keep things together. <laughs> you mean a rubber band? No, a binder. It was, yeah. a, it was a, not a fight we had, but it was a, I call it a rubber band. No, Rook, it's a binder. I had the same 
same thing happened to me the job I had when I was out of radio. The boss asked me for a binder. I had no idea what he was talking about. He goes, you know, a rubber binder. I thought a binder is a, a three-ring like thing. That yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me too. And this guy told me it's a Minnesota thing. But obviously it's not if you guys all call them rubber bands. Yeah. I'm sorry, John, but you're greatly mistaken. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Don't we all need just one less thing to worry about? That's why using seafoam motor treatment in your fuel tank is so awesome. A lot of people might not even realize that most preventable engine problems, they start in the fuel system. Seafoam cleans harmful gum and varnish from the entire fuel system. That helps your engine run better, start faster, and last much longer. It keeps it out of the mechanics bay, too. Seafoam works the same kind of magic on all kinds of engines. No matter what kind it is, big or small, Seafoam is the ticket. And you can find Seafoam everywhere. And the true believers, well, we always kept keep an extra can right there in the vehicle. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. We're talking Seafoam. Is Minnesota's day in the sun over? Did Minnesota once have a day in the sun? Um, politically, socially, fiscally? Well, look at it another way. Uh, we never said these things 10 years ago. Just to, I'm being arbitrary with the time limit. Minnesota was where we lived and we worked and, and uh, we thought highly of it. Mm-hmm. And our biggest complaint was that the rest of the country ignored us. Yeah. We're flyover country. Yeah. We get mocked. So I, I would say Minnesota has has had its day in the sun. It's It's over. And I would say it for this reason. What they did this year has to be paid for. Uh, uh, correct. Because next year, do you, do you predict an $18 billion surplus again? No, I do not. Okay. That has to be paid for in ways that will end up punishing people. And if you punish your the residents of your state, you could hardly say your state is still enjoying a day in the sun. Hmm. You're... Uh, you're, conf- you're you're uh, assigning people uh, to work ever longer and larger amounts of time just to feed the beast that's going to need your money. Wow. To the point where... Is the country lost its day in the sun? That's where I was going. Yeah, it's important. not just us. To the point yeah. where this is this is now seeped into every aspect of our life that... It doesn't matter where you go, pretty much. We're going to tell you how to live your life. And you're going to be tied to the government for the rest of your life, whether you like it or and not. And unfortunately, the rest of the world knows that it's a clown show here. That we don't care about things that matter. That our borders are wide open. Anything goes politically. It's just, I could tolerate I could tolerate it if the DFLers were adults. 
well, I suppose that's easy for me to say. If they were adults, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. And at least had a discussion on how they're going to pay for it. Yeah. Do you think people are going to rebel, Joe, when they see that gas tax go up? Or do you think they're just going to chalk it up to, you know, big business? I think what will happen is that people will not rebel until it literally hits them in the face at their own kitchen table. You and know, then it's the, too late. And, and when they finally sit down and realize... uh we can't afford this. Right now, uh, you know, I keep saying this. I, I'm struggling with a disconnect. You know, California is, to our knowledge, is really screwed up. Mm-hmm. 42,000 people at the game the other day. They they must have the money to go to a ball game and take the family. Sure, <laughs> ain't cheap. Now is forty two thousand even a fair sample size in a state of twelve thirteen million people? Mm-hmm. I, I just you know how long will uh, how long will life go on the way we know it? How long before even someone who hasn't thought about it will realize they're in the midst of a mystery? I think a lot of people do realize that. And I think some people are even, because, you know, th- this comes up a lot, personally speaking. And I think people are starting to make decisions about whether this is going to be able to, to be sustainable to live here going forward. I, I think there's a certain demographic that knows and understands this. But I think it's my opinion that the vast amount of voters have no idea. These would be the voters making under $80,000 a year. Um, the voters that might just have a small mortgage, if any mortgage at all. They don't own a business. They don't know what it's like to run a business, to spend money. They don't watch the bottom line. They don't pay their taxes annually. It just comes right out of their mortgage payment. I, I think those kind of voters have no idea what's going on financially in this state. Yep. None at all. I I think it's the people who are making higher incomes that might own a business or two, might have a couple different properties. The people that are hyper aware of the bottom line, those are the people that are going to sit up and go, wait a minute. And some of them just up and move. They leave the state. Or the city. Or the city. Which would further exacerbate the idea that the state is then even more pinched for money coming in right. to pay for what they've done. Well, I gave right. the numbers yesterday from Garofalo's tweet about the hemorrhaging that we're doing as far as income leaving the state on a yearly basis. And it's going to continue to grow. I, I didn't grow up feeling poorly about Minnesota. No, I didn't until about what? No, three, the biggest, four years ago? The biggest thing is the climate. Yeah, in fact, when I was a kid... Uh, I even loved winter. Right. Sure. <laughs> it didn't bother yeah. me. Yeah. I got to skate, and, you know, I, that didn't bother me at it's all. festive, snow falling, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then the older you get, even if the state was in perfect financial condition, the older you get, the more you hate winter. But now add that to what's happened to the state. Mm-hmm. And winter uh, just uh, provides a kind of bleakness. That, well, to add to pile on right now, I didn't see this until just now. Were you aware of um, <clears throat> State Bill, I'm going to get the number here, 
uh, SF2995. That's a Senate file. Sorry, Senate file 2995. Yeah. Did you, did you I, read I, about I, this? I don't know them by number. Minnesota Chris. is poised to become the second state in the nation to allow illegal immigrants to enroll in a state health insurance program for low-income earners. Mm-hmm. That's according to a provision found inside an 844-page Omnibus Health and Human Services conference report that passed in the DFL-controlled House and Senate Monday night during the final hours of the 2023 legislative session. And they didn't read it. The House bill passed a mostly party line of 69 to 64. Uh, Dave Lisgard of Aurora was the lone Democrat who voted against the bill. The Senate voted to pass the number, Joe. I have it right here. About $109 million of those new HHS expenditures will be declared to the Minnesota Care Enrollment Expansion for Illegal Immigrants, according to a spreadsheet for the conference report that adopted the provision. You know, the, you could take this attitude, too. You could say, well, it was a hell of a... We had a nice run. It was a hell of a legislative session. <laughs> and you could say, you know what? Things will work out. Things will work out. We'll mm. we'll, we'll come no. out the other side. Things will work out. I don't think they will. I don't either. I, I don't think they will financially. Mm-hmm. We're going to get socked. And it's going to be... What do they do? Do they I just don't. I just don't know how it can work financially. But when you have a governor that is saying things like, this is the best state to raise a child, none of no, that is isn't. true. No, it isn't. It might have it, been. It, it, might, it be, might have been okay. when it had its day in the but, sun. And it might be if you, let's say you, you, you don't work, you are coming here from another, then that might be factual, yes. But I'm saying the general voter, the one that doesn't have any kids... Has nothing, doesn't know if that's reality or if it's a lie. They don't know. Or somebody who has a kid that graduated 10, 20 years ago. They don't, they don't know. It's people like you, Joe, that pay, you pay quarterly, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're hyper aware of everything tax related. It's why we give you so much grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think a vast majority of voters are not hyper aware like that. They're just blind. Idiots. No, no. I I keep looking at the kids. I, two of the kids I used to have live in Minnesota. They live in the Twin Cities, and I have I've I've said you should consider a different life somewhere. You should. This is not going to get better, and it's probably a chronological thing. They don't see it. Mm-hmm. They don't feel it with urgency. They like where they live. Sure. Uh, you know, to their mother. the kids are on teams <laughs> and they, uh, they go to the grocery store and, uh, they'll, they'll grouse about prices. Oh boy, I was pretty expensive at the grocery store and what they're, so maybe it's an age thing. You know, I, I think you're right. The only thing that's going to wake them up is the prices of good goods, excuse me. Um, the, you got a tax uh, raise there in the metro, right? To pay mm-hmm. for everything, you're, you're yeah, sales tax is going up. Yeah. Most sales tax of, of any other town in the Twin Cities, the gas tax that's going to raise the gas prices. If they're curious enough to find out why the gas just went up again, they'll discover it's the tax. 
Well, the gas well, I, tax went up again because what they're claiming is they need to establish funding for infrastructure. So all the money you've paid, yeah, what what where exactly. does the money go that you pay for your license tabs? See, people aren't asking where those questions. That? They're not asking questions, Joe. That's why we're. That's why they vote for these people. General fund. And now you've got four hundred new employees coming in to to uh, to manufacture this office of uh, family and medical leave. Four hundred new employees. We have zero evidence that these people will be competent. I'm but not see, indicting them as individuals. I, I'm just saying the overall body. No of this, agency yes. in Minnesota under walls has behaved proficiently. Not the Department of Education. They oversaw food fraud. Not the Department of Human Rights. They can't even get people. They're supposed to not let people under mental uh, holds be in jail over 48 hours, and those people are languishing in jail. None of the, none of the of the. Uh, 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 Departments that Walls is headed and named people to have behaved competently. None. And now you're going to get more money and steal more money from the surplus to create yet another entirely new agency. See, they, again, I'm going to say the voters don't realize that. They don't see the 400 new employees and the money it's going to take to run this. All they see is what the DFL wants them to see. We get family leave, get knocked up. We get, what? what is it, 21 weeks, X amount of time off, no matter how lowly your position in life is. The other thing that, I, that the left, I, I, maybe it's unfair of me to blame the left for this. Ah, go ahead. Well, why not? Why not He's on point. a roll. <laughs> uh, they leave in their wake... Little beauty, a, a, a scarcity of beauty. The towns are a physical mess. Mm -hmm. They're just a mess. The public transportation is a, is a physical mess. Crime is a physical mess. Hell yeah. There, there, there's, there's no... What goodness have they wrought? What goodness and beauty and cleanliness and... And enthusiasm have they brought to the table? But in their minds, they're thinking they did because they did it for their small percentage of people. But the not town, for the, the town the is state. a physical mess because <clears throat> money keeps getting spent to expand on their thinking, not on their physical doing. Money oh, keeps would. getting spent to expand what they believe to be some sense of their virtue. Thus, we need to hire 15 more uh, inclusivity deputies, none of whom have done anything, nor can they. Right. In the meantime, the streets are a joke to even try to drive on. The this, this city is a mess. And it's both cities are under extraordinary leftist leadership. The state's under leftist leadership. And it, it's not as handsome as it once was. No matter how much crime is in the, the public transportation sector, they don't acknowledge it. It doesn't exist to them. And they, they would also point to bike lanes and say they've been a tremendous success. Look what we've done for the two-wheeled commuters. 
Um, they would look at things like uh, they'd thrown money at minority-owned businesses up and down Lake Street after the riots. They would they would bring that up as an example. The preponderance of Summit Avenue residents don't want a regional bike trail on Summit, yeah. right? and they're going to get it. <laughs> because it's being brought about even by the unelected bureaucrats who have the same ideological bent as the elected officials. Yep. And so never mind that it's a historic stretch of Victorian architecture. Uh, never mind that those people are paying your salaries. Never mind any of that. That we already gonna, have existing bike trails everywhere. In we're going to come in here and knock down your trees and reduce your uh, driveway uh, space, and we're going to elevate a bike lane, and <laughs> and uh, the hell with you. We don't give a damn about the, you. The people that live along Summit, like you said, uh, pay far more taxes than anybody else, and they're considered the evil doers because yep. they make so much money that we're going to take more of their money for taxes and then we're going to ass all over them with this bike path nonsense. How are you going to feel about that assessment when you get that assessment when they're doing all that crap? I don't live on summer. I know, but I'm yeah. just saying, how would you feel? Oh, I'd be insane with rage. What's the time frame for construction? Have they laid that part out yet? Well, it's... it's how much it's money... In the, it's in the pipeline. How much money do you have to make to not care... About how much taxes you pay. I don't know, but I don't make enough. Yeah, I'm just care. wondering. Ask it's the CP. Be, it's got to be 10 <laughs> mil or more, right? You'd think so. You'd think so. I've often said I'm not wealthy enough to pretend I'm a liberal. Because right. if it's just a million, I'd be insane with rage. Because I, I I could just see. Well, what's the percentage? Um, what would I pay, Matthew? You know, you do the math. On a mill? On a million bucks? Yeah, I, I get a million a year. How much well, of that is going right into taxes? Well, you, oh, 500000 for yeah. starters. It's Jesus Christ. Right off the bat. And then you go to get half. gas. And half. then you go to get gas because you've got a, a nice big car. That, that just went up as well. The tabs, of course. Sales tax, tabs. Probably got a boat. I think the left has a real envy problem. Yeah. They really do. That's what it is, Joe. Yeah. They're, They're just angry. Yeah. I wonder how many uh, of those people from Florida are heading up this way, thanks to, you know, Governor Walls was recruiting a lot of those I was going to mention that. Our buddy, Derek um, Berry, who uh, y you watch his show yeah, called Road Tennessee. Roadworthy Rescues. Yeah. He's got the website, um, uh, Vice Grip Garage. He just pulled up stakes. Mm -hmm. The whole family, all of his cars, all of his stuff, bought a place in Tennessee way bigger than Minnesota, doing far more Far much better. Wow. Is Kenny, that the way of putting it? It doesn't even stop there. If you do have that $10 million and you've worked your butt off and you're paying your taxes, no, you get a to mil. keep five mil of it. A, a mil. Right. Yeah. When you die, when you yeah. die, your heirs don't get that. Well, right. I think the limit, what's the limit in Minnesota? Three and a half million? Is it three and a half? Yeah. But even then, it, uh, you know, above, say you got 20 million, they're going to, okay, we want our take. Well, I'm going to take a break. You know what, though? <laughs> Are you coming back? When you're sitting in the backyard. Just take a break oh, and leave. Taking a break. <laughs> when you're sitting in the backyard and pondering where you're going to just pick up and leave, get rid of the mosquitoes first. That'd be my good first for mosquito. resale, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yeah. Yes, it would. And that's why you got to get in touch with our friends at Mosquito Shield, owned and operated by GLers. It's Ray and Mike, a father and son team. 
and getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks. That is their expertise. They are not like other pest control companies that also spray for bugs. They only focus on the mosquitoes and the ticks. And that's important because they use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated. You can't buy that in the store. Mm -mm. Not on the shelf, Joe. Not anywhere. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield, and it's used exclusively. Seriously, I went to Fratelloni and said, can I get that stuff? He says, nope. Nope. Not, not, it's not available in the store, Joe. So that's why you got to go uh, online, moshield.com, M-O-Shield.com, and just enter your zip code, and you're going to find them. Or give Kelsey and Mike a call directly at 612-619-1556. That's 612-619-1556, moshield.com. If you mention GL, you are going to get $50 off of your service. Moshield.com. Tell them GarageLogic sent you today. When your air conditioning unit is making funny noises, uh, it's time. When your uh, heating unit is making funny noises... Is it the season? It's the season. It really is the season. Welter really doesn't have a season. I'm talking about Ray and Welter. 100 years under their belt, four generations online at welterheating.com. There really is no full season. They're always on 24-7. You can call them if you have an emergency or if you just have a couple of questions. 612-825-6867. And if you visit their website at welterheating.com, there are a few Q&A questions where you may have your question just answered without anybody coming out, without any charges, etc. I had work done with the Welter people, and I am very pleased. You know, when I go downstairs and look at all the... um, the way they connected everything and uh-huh. all the copper. Very don't, professional. Don't blow your neck. Very here. clean. I know, I know, but I was very, very satisfied. And I know that Garage Magicians <laughs> will be as well. What are you laughing at? Fine, all, the, all the things. All the kind of copper. Kind of a fall wind. Yeah, yeah, switches yeah, and things. buttons. <laughs> Making water flow. <laughs> Welter Heating is a friend of Garage Logic, and they'll be your best friend when they help you get your air conditioning unit or your heating unit back in action. Once again, 6128. Two five six eight six seven. This summer, air condition your shelter with Ray N. Welter. He shaves Kenny's armpits once a week. Here's Joe Suchere. I've got to go full disclosure on you guys. Do it. <sighs> Pro turf will not drive the 160 miles up to my place up here. The hell? The worst thing about leaving Minneapolis, seriously, is my lawn up here. Mm-hmm. I spent four hours on Saturday morning spraying everything. Dandelions? Sp- sprayer in the back of the uh, side-by-side. Sprayed everything. I don't know anything about spraying. I could barely make fix the concoction. Right. And then how fast should I go? And there's math involved and GPS and all that nonsense. And the dandelions are still growing. Oh, man. This is so frustrating. Can I tell you about the, my life today, Kenny? Yeah. You know what happened? ProTurf came over. And they sprayed, and I didn't have to lift a freaking finger. That's how it should be. That's how it was for years and years and years. The reason I don't know anything about controlling weeds is because ProTurf did it so awesome. That lawn was the best on the block, and all I had to do was water and mow. ProTurf GLers, if you want the best on the block, if you want to throw away the spreader and the sprayer and all that headache, just get on the uh, horn, professionalturf.com. 
They're going to send out an experienced service tech, get you hooked up, and you'll never have to worry about your stupid lawn again because it'll be absolutely amazing. Go to ProfessionalTurf.com. And what would be John Height's newscast, but John Height's home repair is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Height, who is last on the oh, next no. scale. Yes. Oh, no. Now, when I revised oh, no. the next scale, just what went, happened? He just went lower. On the next scale. He's going to be in the negative. Uh, okay, this is a group text from Mr. Height. Of which I left the conversation. Of which yes. Kenny is done with. Service master will be out tomorrow for carpet mitigation. Uh, what is that? Oh, I won't be on tomorrow either. Oh, that's going to hurt the grade. He's below. Uh, he's negative? Yeah. He's in the negative. When I, when I re-evaluated uh, the next scale, I wasn't necessarily... Placing emphasis on cars. Okay. Because, Rook, you have a dreadful neck scale when it comes to cars. Horrible. But you have a you have an impressive neck scale on stuff. Okay. On Thank stuff, you. Take that. Stuff. Like the chair box. Plus, well, just stuff. He can get stuff done. Yeah, he's adventure. Uh, adventure and Transforming a sewing machine into a sink. Yeah, you can get stuff yeah. done. You get stuff yeah. done. Yeah, and I know in the past you've dived into things like, I'm going to fix this headlight. Yeah. Yep. And, and you've actually crooked, pulled it but off. I got it. And then the toaster goes off. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but uh, height couldn't be, he's lower in a snake's belly right okay, now. Okay, then let's throw out the really loaded $1,000 question. Mm-hmm. Height or Patrick? Ooh, he's getting he's getting close to he, Patrick's he status. He is Patrick-like. Wow. He's inching. Yeah. Toilet he's, seat. He's Patrick-like. Plus, it's that bad for height. You know what else? Not to pile on our guy, Johnny, Johnny Height. Johnny Height Slamfest right now. But he is also, remember you were giving him hell the other day because he and the wife share a vehicle. Well, Ooh. that they that yeah. they might end up being commended for that because they don't have to spend the money on a car that they don't really need. Okay, all right. So I can't fault him for that. So you will not take that under advisement? Uh, no, no, no. I, le- I left cars out of this reevaluation of the scale. I don't think you should. I don't think you should. Yeah, I don't either. As you know, I'm about to go on a driving vacation, and yesterday I tried to bring up the subject, and it didn't go over well. Uh, but I was seriously trying to convince her that we should take separate cars. <laughs> that, 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 I can identify with that. That, that got shut down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, even if we place cars in it, the NAC scale stays, stays the same way. Height, Joe, Rookie, Reavers, Height. I'm, I'm no, sorry. Kenny. Kenny, Joe, Rookie, Reavers, Height. All right. Roycey. Yeah. Roycey uh, doesn't count in our NAC scale because he's not a GLer. Okay. See, I think I bet if there was a problem with the guts of one is one of his guitars, I think he could pull that pick guard off or whatever and go in there and root around, couldn't he? No, he'd take two days off because he'd have to hire somebody <laughs> to come over to the house. <laughs> Got to run over to Willie's. <laughs> That's not there anymore. Uh, it's completely gutted. And neither is the Snuffies where the Taekwondo thing was. Snuffies? You know, Kelsey alerted me to this. Kelsey alerted me to this. He is suspicious, and I don't blame him. Are you aware that 60,000 pounds of an explosive chemical has been lost during a rail ship? Can you believe that? It's ammonium nitrate. See, this should go right into your spy novel, Such. The company transporting the ammonium nitrate from Wyoming to California 
said the release should pose no risk to public health right. or the environment if the loss resulted from a leak. In other words, they can't find this stuff. Yikes. Oh, so it was in a tanker. Okay. It's used as a fertilizer and an explosive. It's missing after likely disappearing during a rail trip from Wyoming to California last month, according to federal records. The rail car carrying ammonium nitrate left a plant operated by explosives manufacturer Dino Noble in Cheyenne, Wyoming, on April 12, according to an incident report filed May 10 by a representative of the, of the company with the National Response Center. It only took them a month, huh? Yeah. The report states the chemical was released due to an unknown cause and was discovered missing after the rail car arrived in Saltdale, California, an unincorporated community where it was met by the terrorists, uh, more than 1,000 miles from Cheyenne. At the time of the report, the car was empty. Okay. And on its way back to Wyoming. Where did it all go? Ammonium nitrate is a key ingredient in both terror attacks and fatal accidents. 581 people were killed in 1947 when more than 2,000 tons of the chemical exploded on a cargo ship that had docked in the port city of Texas City, Texas. The same year in Brest, France... A Norwegian ship that contained 3,000 tons of ammonium nitrate exploded. That killed 29. It was used in the 1970 bombing on the University of Wisconsin-Madison campus uh, in the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, which killed 168 people. Mm -hmm. In 2013, ammonium nitrate was the cause of an explosion at a fertilizer plant in West Texas, Killed 15, injured 200, wiped out hundreds of homes. Federal officials later found that was a criminal act. In 2020, it was the source of a colossal explosion in Beirut, Lebanon, when more than 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate nitrate detonated, killing more than 200 people and injuring thousands. I remember that. It was in the port. Remember that? Yep. And apartment buildings miles away had their windows yeah. knocked oh, it was out. amazing, yeah. It's a very common chemical that anybody that has used fertilizer has dealt with routinely and doesn't think anybody, it doesn't think anything about it, said Nathan Lewis, a chemistry professor at the California Institute of Technology, telling NBC News following that Beirut explosion. Just give it a little fuel and you're asking for trouble. That's apparently what happened. Lewis said of Lebanon. But a California law enforcement source familiar with this case told NBC News the recent disappearance of the chemical does not appear to be connected to any domestic terrorism threat. Okay. What do you what do you think they're gonna tell us? Yes, we think this was a terrorism threat. Bend over and kiss your butt yeah. goodbye. The agencies that would examine a potential threat to Homeland Security are not among the main investigative agencies in the case. Oh, why? Uh-huh. A representative for the National Transportation Safety Board did not immediately respond for comment. The FBI has no comment. The Federal Railroad Administration said the Union Pacific's initial findings suggest it was a leak caused by a component of the rail car. 
Rail mm. shippers and railroads are responsible for ensuring rail cars are properly secured, and the FRA will continue investigating to determine if the railroad or shipper committed any federal violations under the DOT's regulatory regulatory authority. Uh, okay. Representatives for Dino Noble, who made this stuff, and California Public Utilities Commission, they had no respond to requests. Uh, well, it would be impossible to steal because it's in a tanker. It's, it's a solid, kind of, like, kind of a crystalline salt kind of deal. It's a solid. It's designed for ground application and quick soil absorption. Yeah. If the loss resulted from a rail car leak over a course of transportation from origin to destination, the release should pose no risk to public health or the environment. Uh, does that mean it would just been trickling out all the way for I that guess thousand so. miles? Like yeah. A, like, like a, a Harley, Harley, like yeah, a Harley like, Davidson. Yeah, oil. <laughs> you be familiar with that. <laughs> Biggest myth in motorcycling: they don't leak a drop. Uh, but but anyway, yeah, like a valve or something was left open or some darn thing. A representative for Dino Noble told KQED, the California news outlet that first reported the incident, that company reps believe the chemical leaked through the rail car while in transit. The rail car was sealed when it left the Cheyenne facility, mm. and the seals were intact when it arrived in Saltdale. Mm. The initial assessment is that a leak through the bottom grate on the rail car may have developed in transit, the spokesperson told KQED. That route spans more than 1,000 miles through long stretches of remote territory. It will make it somewhat challenging to pinpoint the missing cargo or how it may have been released. Well, somebody, how many tons is 60,000 pounds? All right, I'm on how many 2,000 pounds in a ton? 30. So that's 30 tons. No. <laughs> 30,000 tons? <laughs> 2,000 pounds is one ton. Right. So how many tons in 60,000 pounds? 30,000. 30,000? No, 30. Yeah, because yeah, 30, 30 times, times two right, is 60. Right. Yeah. 30 tons. 30 tons. No, it's a ton. You call it 30 ton. That's a ton, huh? 30. Yeah, 30 uh, ton. 30 ton. 30. Uh, well, how much was in Beirut? That's 2,700 tons. Oh, boy. This is only 30 tons. What's heavier, a pound of feathers or a... Well, obviously lead. Or a pound of lead. Oh, lead's heavier than feathers. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, before it was in a tanker, I was trying to picture all the different ways that the CIA slash FBI slash mafia possibly right, Rook, stole That's 5.4 million for your, your uh, the big one. What do you mean? But, but the tons, the 2,500 tons. It's 5.4 million pounds. Yeah. Look up ammonium. Spelled just the way it sounds, um, with two M's. Ammonium nitrate, and uh, just for my stupidity, are we sure that's a solid and not a liquid? Yeah, I already looked it up. Okay, it's a solid. Yeah, no, I was reading. Yeah, okay. I was reading to you. All right, we'll be back shortly, because i got to tell you about this day in history. This is it? Yeah. 
this guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. The crew at Aim High Construction will make your vision of a reality. Uh, they are in the business of designing gorgeous custom spaces. Aim High Construction can handle all of your exterior and all of your interior needs, and that's both residential and commercial. Anything you can think of construction-related, roofing, siding, windows, decks, garage, shed, shop, sidewalk, wall, I don't care what it is. Chris, the owner, 100% committed to your 100% satisfaction. His team also dedicated to superior craftsmanship. And these guys, they use the best materials. They work with the leading brands in the industry to bring you long-lasting, high-performing solutions for your projects. So this isn't going to um, turn to crap in the next two years just because of a couple of long winters. They use the best. And you will love every step. They're just professional and wonderful every step along the way from the design all the way to the final cleanup aim high construction is the best get the bid ball rolling get on the list talk to chris make sure we can get this in before the snow flies do that by going to aimhighconstructionmn.com to discuss that project again that's aimhighconstructionmn.com okay wait a minute you're not here tomorrow kenny uh, right. And I'll you're not here tomorrow? The rest I'm here of the tomorrow. He's not here Thursday. Thursday. Oh, tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah. 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 All right. Only because they come to us. Time out. <clears throat> Look at these. Do you we're think also, they're real? We're also not going to be here on uh, Monday. June, June 2nd and yeah. June 5th. Okay. My wife went to Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Gave them these $100 bills, and they said they're counterfeit because they don't have the seal. But they're 1988. They're just well-preserved $100 where they, bills. Where did they come seal? from? The credit union. What oh. seal? Well, then they're uh, real. They don't have a... There's the, a strip. The strip. Now, they, the new ones have the line, and they said there we are, can't take it because they don't have the as line. As a guy that used to be in the industry, um, restaurants will also... Like restaurants and bars, I don't know if all of them, but also will not accept tender that do, of that amount that doesn't have. So what do so I do? Just go back to the credit. Go credit, credit yeah, credit you guys union. gave me. Give this. me three newer one hundred dollars. Give me some But I want to know if these are real, though. Well, uh, the credit union would probably tell you they are. Okay, I'll take them if you don't want them. Okay, I'm going to check myself before yeah. I give them back to you. Let me check. Let me, well, doesn't he owe you some money, Joe? Yeah, no, we got a cash call. That coming. would be a very small dent in it. <laughs> Only because they come I'll give to you us the black car back all the way. <laughs> Collateral after he's put on about two hundred thousand. <laughs> Only because they come to us. Call the have wrecker. The have him drag yeah, that POS over to his house. I preserved it. I really need that. She's up on blocks behind the garage. <laughs> you can even keep the tarp yes, that's under. Yes, here it is. You can take it. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandia, the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day... I was worried that he was going to snatch up the... That's dangerous to hand him that money. On this day... March, no, May 23rd. That's May. On this day in 1857, 12 counties are created, but that's too many. The only uh, interesting one was Nobles County, because that was named for a wagon maker... Road builder and politician William H. Nobles. Hmm. On this day in 1879, uh, May. Speaking of the railroads, James J. Hill, Norman W. Kitson, and others combined 
several troubled railroads into the St. Paul, Minneapolis, and Manitoba Railroad, totaling 560 miles of track. That railroad became the Great Northern Railway on Feb 1, 1890, and would eventually be part of the Burlington Northern, later the Burlington Northern Santa Fe. Hmm. On this day in 1884, on this day, May 23rd, Cannon Falls had a big fire at A. Sawyer's store, and despite a bucket brigade formed by the village's residents, boy, I'm having a hell of a cartoon bubble there. Much of the downtown was destroyed. Cannon Falls was referred to as a village? Yep. Huh. And on this day, May 23rd, in 1908, after a 10-year campaign by the Minnesota Federation of Women's Clubs, the Minnesota National Forest now Chippewa National Forest, was created. Don't you wish you could get in a time machine and let them know on this day in 2023 that your Minnesota Woman of the Year would be Lee Finky? That's right. <laughs> Thanks to you girls who, you created a national forest. I don't know what the hell he created, right. but he's Woman of the Year. Right. Yeah. Skateboard. All right. Thank you, GLers. All right, everybody. Why isn't this playing? There we go. <laughs> I got you. Here's why it's not playing, because you haven't gone to PodMN on your smartphone to check out the library of podcasts available to you. All sorts of subjects, all sorts of entertainment, all sorts of sports. You'll find it at PodMN on your smartphone. Yes. Yes, sir. You're also going to find a uh, Garage Logic on YouTube. I haven't found it yet, but I'm going to uh, go and surround. Katie watches it. Yes, we she loves it. Up. She uh, <laughs> watching that Garage Logic is pretty good. And that's free, by the way. Now, the other thing that you should be paying twice this amount, but we're only charging $10 a month or $100 for the year, is the Garage Logic Town Council. When we go to break, the cameras, the mics remain on, and you get exclusive access to what we talk about off the air, which is sometimes even more exciting. Go to garagelogic.com, sign up, and you'll get a $10 Fratelloni Hardware and Garden Store gift card. Pretty good deal, huh? It is time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up that phone and do what I did. Call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And today, Josh, you would like to touch on retail. We're going to continue in on retail, Chris, because it's a very, very tough retail environment. I know you can check that out by looking at some of the numbers that have been coming out from big retailers, small retailers. Very mixed bag. You would think that with an economic slowdown on the on horizon and numerous people have been talking about a recession happening many people have said oh the recession should have already happened given what the fed has done with interest rates raising them so fast and so high you would have thought based on all the prognosticators we'd already be in a recession well if i were to say a recession is two straight quarters of below zero gdp growth oh guess what that happened before the fed started started raising interest rates aggressively. That happened early last year. Since then, the GDP rate has actually increased, not decreased, although the GDP number has been slowing down. The Fed, by the way, is 
still on their inflation watch and still talking about higher rates for longer, though they said there might be a pause at the June meeting as they consider the impact of issues relating to banks and the potential definite situation of the banks tightening credit standards. And that has made purchases of houses and cars a little bit more difficult. Overall, I would say the consumer has not stopped spending. Maybe they've changed where they are spending money, but the consumer has not stopped spending money. Now, if I look at today's report, two of today's reports first coming from Lowe's, they beat the number on the top line, missed a little bit on the revenue line, softened their guidance for the year, but the stock went up. Why? Well, not so much the individual do-it-yourself repairs have been doing well. It's the professionals who have been utilizing Lowe's Marketplace, and they've seen an increase in professional sales. Dick's Sporting Goods, they had a similar phenomenon with slightly uh, good on the earnings line, not as good on the top line, but still maintain their full-year guidance. Consumers are looking for sporting goods, and they're still doing a pretty good shoe business. But as good as Dick's Sporting Goods shoe business is, Foot Locker, which reported last Friday, big problems, miss on the top line, miss on the bottom line, cut their guidance. This was a turnaround story that many on Wall Street thought was going to be a massive turnaround, and Foot Locker lost all of their gain from the last year and a half, and then some. It's not that Foot Locker is not selling shoes, but their marketplace has been a little dingier, and Foot Locker has also seen an increase in shrinkage. Well, Target mentioned that as we had talked. They saw half a billion dollars of shrinkage, and I do believe that both Target and Foot Locker, and I do know that Amazon's Whole Foods group has closed stores in certain cities due to shrinkage or we can call it another way, crime. The crime has increased in certain neighborhoods and stores can't operate there. And the unfortunate fallout, those neighborhoods where crime is high are going to be become, if not already, a retail desert. But that's a whole nother story. If I look at higher-end retail, people are still spending money on high-end purchases. So the luxury brands have continued to do well. But more spending is taking place in, we'll say, the travel, leisure, and entertainment space. We call that everything from hotels, casinos, etc. And companies like Bookings and Expedia have done pretty, pretty well. My point of this, have to be very selective in what you're looking at. Continue to look at longer-term trends. Consider even where you might be spending money. And those types of companies may continue to do well. One separate thought, because this has been a big mover of stocks, are companies associated with artificial intelligence. Those companies definitely have been on the move, and they've included some of the large tech companies, Facebook or Meta, Microsoft, 
favorite Amazon and Google and some of the chip companies associated with that advanced micro devices and NVIDIA. We'll cover the debt ceiling at another time, but very quickly, if this debt ceiling is as important as Congress says it is, and the president says it is, why is the Senate on vacation this week and Congress is expected to go on vacation this coming weekend? And why, perchance, has the Senate never taken up the House's bill to raise the debt ceiling? Very good advice. Inquiring minds want to know. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. You got a deal, Chris. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.